Go here. Okay. I'm recording oh, okay. now. I um, I that shit. You got to fucking delete that shit. <laughs> you fucking dog. <laughs> All right, we can't use that. But can it you is a good that, can, you, can you delete that file? That I'm not going to use. I'm not going. Man, I'm not going to use that. Don't worry. I'll, I'll cut it out when I when I do the when I do the. Edit, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, you need it. you need to delete and hard it doesn't, delete it doesn't that have, file. It doesn't have you in it. It's only got me in it. Oh, mate, we're on, baby. That's good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> So don't worry. Now, 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 the, now the stories are uh, petering out. I can't give you these hot <laughs> things, man. Well, I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna bring that back because before we started, hopefully we've had a significant improvement in uh, in audio quality this week as Wolfie's figured out how to use his multi-track mix down. Dude, <laughs> and I hadn't just have me coming through on Zoom. I hadn't taken my microphone out of the box. Hey, I didn't even know. I just sort of shouted at the at the cardboard. <laughs> well, he was like, just recording on his it. phone. <laughs> yeah. Dude, but the thing is, I was too scared of this equipment, so I didn't touch anything. And then you fucking tinkered with it. And then the last three- I didn't three touch up- it, man. You're in Perth. How did I tinker with it? But you were, you were confident going, yeah, just fucking pull the wire. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and then for weeks, like a week after the thing wasn't working, I got such bad- Recording afterwards, and I'm like, "What the fuck? Is- I've had to fucking become a sound engineer now to fix it." Hey, I've been doing a TAFE course. Absolute bullshit! I didn't tell you to pull out anything. I just I, I found you the manual for the for the roadcaster and linked it to you. That's all I yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what's funny is, man? We are so open on this pod. I did Dum Dum just then, and like even mentioning the stock name, I could tell like they weren't comfortable. They're like, "What the fuck? Why did you mention that?" It. Why would you mention that? And I'm like, fuck, wait until you see um, this one, sure thing. We're unleashing, like, both of us are going to end up in jail within, like, the month. <laughs> We're fucking going down. Well, before we, before Wolfie uh, figured out that I was recording, we were t- t- telling uh, some stories about some th- shady things that his friends had done. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, yeah. But that was, a, that was a, I think, a good on-ramp to, man, we were talking about Kodak the other day. Uh, yeah. I think that was. I think that was after we recorded, wasn't it? Or, or was it? No, was, man. Was Kodak, Kodak was in there, but maybe you deleted mm. it because of what I you think said. It was, nah, I'm just joking. Because, <laughs> <laughs> man, you saw what happened with that stock. We were we were talking about it, man. From two dollars fourteen all the way up to like what was it, sixty bucks in two days, which is Mate, it's you know, unbelievable. It is unbelievable, it's, but the, it's like it's a corpse. Immediately it's, afterwards, though, as soon as they did that, because <laughs> everyone <laughs> online after I saw that Kodak share on on my on my stake.com.au account yeah, just yeah. jump up, and it was like market mover Kodak. Man, yeah, everyone yeah. online is just posting links to the the CEO or the chairman or whatever who had just bought like a hundred thousand dollars worth of shares oh, like the mate. day before. <laughs> Dude, I feel like these these uh, these CEOs just. I think I think it's sort of like a podcast. They they get complacent. Do you know they're having their coffees? They go to the office. They think they're king shit, and they forget about regulations and all these requirements because you don't have you don't have active touch with SEC or ASIC until you get a phone call and there's uh you know what I mean a group conference and they're saying 
um, are you all right to talk right now? And you're like, what? And they're like, they're like, um, we've been investigating you for the last six months. And then you'd be like, what? I've just been getting coffees. I've been buying in and out of Kodak whenever I fucking wanted. I thought it was my play thing. And they're like, you're going to jail for a long time, you dumb fuck. You fucking... Because you start believing your own hype, mate, because you've got the big office, you've got, you know, the, the secretaries are giving you massages, and you start to think you're bulletproof. But, uh, you know, and I think also because all these regulators are so toothless tigers, like the number of times you see a case come in, do you know, and it's in the mm. paper, and then it just fails. Like, that, yeah, you know, yeah, they, yeah. they don't pursue it. And it's like, oh, we've got uh, Croc Dundee on tax fraud, and then eventually it's like, what happened with that? And they're like, oh, yeah, he won. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, that's because after after we we're talking about um uh, last week, yeah, uh, I uh, I was I was doing some digging into like the mischief he'd gotten up to in the past, and yeah. man, it's crazy. Like he's getting out of settlements with creditors, like offering them like thirty three cents on the dollar, and then like oh, he's like, oh, but but mate. I'll give you a stake in my next company. <laughs> and you're like, dude, dude, you're not allowed to be a director for seven years. What fucking company is this that you're giving them Mate, a stake in? Do you know what I always find weird is when these criminals get caught is that the law just stops on that one conviction. It's sort of like they, if you find a fuckhead like you've got to dig deep right until the age of 16 and you will annihilate this guy because the number of false starts and mistakes, it's like a, a serial killer. He's done a few drive-bys, a few moments yeah, yeah. we had a girl in a car and she escaped. But I'm like, they always go, oh, well, we caught him. We caught him. He got one murder. I'm like, <laughs> has probably been committing fraud since he was 12 years old. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Man. Has, you would get him on CCTV at 12 stealing fucking Hubba Bubba from a deli. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? This guy could Man, that's go so, to jail that's so for life. true about the serial killer thing, though. Like, how many of I've, <laughs> how many of those like serial killer Wikipedia articles have you gone through? And it's like, yeah, he was first arrested in 1963 for assault, in 1965 when uh, like yeah. some kid went missing, in 1966 when another kid went missing. But no one really pieced it together until 1975 when he killed oh, 14 mate. teenage girls in three <laughs> days. I love it because it's that story. They go. He was caught uh, in 1969 with a, a butcher's knife in a, a random woman's house, but he claimed to be a butcher and he was let her go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in there to chop up sausages and then they go like, you know what? He's just an eccentric butcher. We'll never fucking ever consider him for future crimes. I'm like, if you pull over a van and someone has fucking, they have lime and ropes and a gun and do you know what I mean? That guy, you should never not follow for the rest of your life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He's got fucking handcuffs and a balaclava. And then you're like, off you go. Have a great day. Just wanted to check if you're drink driving, sir. Have a lovely day. Good luck with all those weapons. And do you know what I mean? They just leave them back out in the, the wilderness. I reckon even in high school, you can pick the psychopath. The way they fucking stab their pen through someone's hand. And I'm like, oh, yeah. once you've done behavior like that, you should be red flagged. And basically, you know, before you've even done a crime, you got sort of a private investigator or like a police sort of watching you from then onwards. Because I'm like, the guy fucking ate his own shit and then climbed a tree with a brick and then had to get talked down. I'm like, this motherfucker <laughs> needs to be under surveillance. Are you fucking insane? <laughs> But man, that always happens. They always like this. They find someone who's done like a string of murders, or he like shot up a school, or whatever. And the police are like, yeah, we had him on a watch list. 
<laughs> oh, mate. You're like, oh, really? Did, Great. <laughs> Thank God you yeah. were watching him. <laughs> no watching one's him watching him. Do the horrible thing. Dude, did you have a guy in your high school like that? We had a guy in primary school that did that. He would make weird sounds and he used to climb a tree and then have a brick up there. And teachers couldn't get him down because he had the brick. <laughs> Do you know because they're fucking scared? <laughs> he, had the brick. he was using the brick to keep people away? Well, because he's in a tree and if he throws that brick down at you, he can fuck you up. So they've got to stay <laughs> the fuck away. <laughs> and he knew it. So he's in a tree just hissing. <laughs> but you know what I love? He fucking graduated. He graduated. He probably works at Ikea now. <laughs> this like, motherfucker. What does he do now? Well, I don't know where he works, but I lost track of him in primary school. But I'm saying to you, like, that guy is in society. You could cut yeah, him off it. in traffic and he'll, he'll follow you home and kill your entire family. Do you know he's what I mean? Like, the, he's got the same brick. It's like seat buckled in on his passenger <laughs> seat. He's got it there waiting. <laughs> Dude, I love that guy. There was a guy doing that in Perth, which was the ultimate move for me. He was driving around with bricks and taking out the multinovas, like the speed cameras. And it's like fucking 80 grand of equipment And he'd drive past at a normal pace And then just peg a brick at it And just fucking explode it Because it's 80 k's It's a brick going at 80 k's It's a missile You fucking just annihilate it And then as long as you go in the speed limit You just wipe out their entire platform They'll be like There's some fucking cunt in a van That's fucking blowing up these machines that is good, man. Because that's yeah, the normal we- crime, right? People will mm. often people do that. The dumb guy with the the short fuse gets a speeding fine and then reverses back and then grabs. <laughs> you know, so they're already on camera, and then yeah. thirteen seconds later, the multi nova or the speed camera goes dead and then appears in the <laughs> Swan Swan River, and it's like, well, that data is actually lifted immediately to a central hub. So they're like, this fat fuck in a truck. <laughs> Has fucking stolen the multinova, the dumb fuck. Do you, they don't have multinovas now, though. Do you have multinovas over yours? Which ones are multinovas? Multinovas used to be the one that looked like a fucking missile, like a little black thing, and it would sit and it was shit. And you could often challenge it in court. Oh, those be, ones. Be, no, because no you si- know what? Actually, they might they might have them inside the vans that they put up, but they don't oh, have them th- accessible to the public. Now they're so dodgy. Now they like virtually park in someone's driveway and it's that infrared shit, you know, it's in the back of the vehicle and goes both directions. But back in the day, you could challenge speeding fines because the things were so flaky. Do you know what I mean? Like you'd pull the data and then it would be like, oh, the the car before you was going at 1,337 k. Do you know what I mean? Because it was shaking in the wind, so it just got it wrong. (laughs) Or you could could always – the other move I did, I got out once, was – when it was last audited because they had like a requirement that they had to be serviced within every period. But because it was the government and there was shit, sometimes you could get out on that loophole where you asked for the data and it was like, um, this hasn't ever been serviced. So it's fucking useless. So you just walk but, straight away. But did you have to, like, you've got to go in for that, right? And yeah, man, I used to go in. I went one time speeding um, for to, to check the photo. And it was so good. I was waving, like, because when you're young, it was funny. I wanted that, I wanted that for, like, um, for my photo, for my ID, is me in a car waving to a speed camera. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Yeah. But we, yeah, go on. I had, I've, I've, had, I've had two two speeding tickets in my life, right? First one I got, and I, like, looked, I was I was like, this is 
bullshit. Like it was just some snake, like just before the Gateway Bridge in in Brisbane, and yeah, just like absolute. I'm, I'm staring at it going, no, no way. And then I like I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to contest it. You got to go in. It's a whole day, and I'm like, man, I'm not yeah. fucking around with this. Like I'm, yeah. this is, I'll just I'll just pay the fucking thing. I pay the thing, and then the a, a, a week later, I get another like another envelope right oh and my god it's it's the same picture right and it's Holy the same sh- speed and it's the same camera and i'm like oh they sent me this twice and so i like, compared them side to side no it was from a week later at the exact same time oh that dummy twice. <laughs> Fuck, and i was dude. like i've already fucking paid the first one i can't go in and contest the second one because it'll be like oh. well then why did you pay the first one so now i'm stuck paying two of them like a fuckhead instead of going dude. in one day for two fucking tickets Mate, you know, I've always wondered if that would happen to someone where you just uh, a dumb fuck and there's a camera right near your home. So, like, for a week to have it there and you just basically lose your license because you're going 120 and 40. And it's just like you check your mail and there's, like, 19 bills and you're like, fuck, they had one at the end of our road. I always speed down at the end of our road. But, you know, that actually happened to me in London. I got fucked up and I think someone did it spitefully to me. I had a, a, a moped, like a scooter that I used to speed around in and mm. I left it when I went to Greek Islands and some fucking prick pulled the wheel, the back tyre, so it was illegally parked. And when I got back from the trip, I was like, what the fuck is going on? They find me every day, every day of my trip. It was two, I think it was seven, 1,700 pounds or something. And the worst was, because I had ADHD and I'm lazy, I just paid it. I couldn't be oh, fucked. Man. I was like, oh, fuck off. And then some guy, some guy messaged later and goes, oh, you know, karma, you know, you never know what happened. Maybe karma and it might have been the, you know, maybe that's where those speeding thing, you know what I mean? Those parking fines went and then it tweaked. Yeah. And I was like, that little fuck came around to my house and like pulled the tire over the white line. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's you a knew good who move. it was. Yeah, I knew who, it, well, look, he, I don't why know did 100%. He do why, why, did he, why did he do this? He, okay, well, he, we had a running problem because I went to his, I went to his 30th and uh, I, 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 there was a stripper pole there and I ran and launched at it, like at at pace drunk to wrap my legs on and it came free and ripped like half the ceiling off and smashed, (laughs) smashed a table and, and it almost killed someone. It almost killed someone. And then he said, you have to pay. And I was like, fuck, dude, I don't have to pay. I said, that was structurally unsound. And then he was like, dude, <laughs> he said, he said the cunt, he goes, the cunts that are running it are like mafia linked. You got to sort me out. And then my partner was like, don't pay it. Don't pay it. And then we eventually had a massive falling out. Every time I fucking saw him, he brought it up. It was, he needed 300 pounds for the, um, for the strip pole. And then eventually out of spite, I donated 300 pounds to a charity rather than give him the money. <laughs> so, so I said, I'll settle the debt, but I'm not giving it to you. And I, I sent like a transfer to some fucking like animal shelter or some shit and said like, I've paid my debt now, man, fuck off. But he had here, he, he was pissed off about that for a long time, man. And then he got you with the moped trick. He got me with, I think he got me with the moped trip. And then they, they've, they've set up a business here that people would know, but I, fuck, man, I just wish I could talk freely. Oh, dude, but I don't think we can have this in there because. Uh, I'm going to put that I've, in there, don't worry. Because I've buried that uh, hatchet. Because my in the back ex of his my, head. <laughs> my ex was the one that forced me not to pay because I'm so generous. I thought, oh, fuck it, I'll pay it. Like I was the dickhead. 
But then we fell out. But then once we've separated, I'm back mates with them. So do you know what I mean? Because yeah. they, they reached out and I was like, yeah, dude, oh, I would have paid. Like, whatever. So it's all fixed. <laughs> My, my dad told me this story <laughs> one time. He, him, him and his mates followed uh, one of his mates who was going on a date. This would have been yeah. probably the, like, oh, I guess the 80s. Um, they, knew that, they knew that he was going to a cinema with this chick, right? And he had, like, a, he had like an old mini. And so yeah. um, they, they waited until the movie was on. And then they went and they, they all together, it must have been 10 of them, like lifted this mini out of this parking oh. space and moved it into a center island, right? And then they all hang back waiting for, uh, waiting for their mate to come out with the girl yep. and be like, where's my car? And then it's in the island. Anyway, while they're waiting, uh, traffic cop comes past, right? Starts ticketing the car. And then this, <laughs> this other dude from, yeah. from nowhere comes running up and he starts yelling at the traffic cop. And then they're like, what's going on? And then they see their mate come out of the theater and turn a different way. They moved the wrong car. It was the wrong car. That's what a story. Yeah. What a story. Dude, I love that because uh, that reminds me, friends have done that. Like a friend's dad did that like uh, to a dickhead. Like they were playing basketball league and the, the ref was a real prick. Do you know what I mean? Just bad calls. And what they did, they went to the car park, got his car and put it between two trees. Do you know they lifted it up so it was, yep. you couldn't reverse out or go forward? But this, <laughs> the, this family was insane. The dad was there in the under 16 league. He knocked that guy out later. He punched him. He fucking punched him and got, yeah, he walked on and said, fucking punch. But this family, like, I grew up with him. You would have loved it. Like, I remember the very first birthday party I was there. He was so competitive. We were like six, we're playing cricket, and his son hit hit a six off him and when he, or it was like a four, like a, a good shot. And when he ran past, so this is a birthday party, he tripped him up. He tripped his own son up who slid on his face and grazed all his hands and then ran in. And we all went in and his wife was like, what have you done? You fucking asshole! You're such a bad sport. This is a six year old. He couldn't handle that his son had got the better of him in front of the group. So lashed out. Fuck yeah, man! That's great. That's oh, Mate, you know what? That's that's, you know a, what is, that's a good kind of child abuse that we all look back on fondly and laugh about. Dude, he had one of the greatest because um, he had you know those bucks bucks night stories like the guy pranks. Speaking of what you were saying, because I uh, I've got two, but one was they you know on the bucks night with him they they basically got him hammered, stripped him naked, covered him in beetroot juice, and then chained him to the telephone post out the front of his future partner's parents' house. Oh. So they woke up They woke up on the day of the wedding and he was yelling, help me, help me. And they had their new son-in-law chained, red, you know, lying. And, but some of these fucking um, buck stories are so horrific, man. And this is the one I was trying to lead into. I heard a story around Perth and I'm not sure if it's true. There was mm -hmm. a bucks party. They did the same thing late in the night. They get the bucks, hammered, took him to Kings Park, chained him to a post, and um, they left him there, right, overnight as the big prank. He got fucking sexually assaulted by a homeless guy. He couldn't oh, get off the post. Oh, my God. He couldn't get off the post. They came back. He was devastated. He was crying, and then the wedding was cancelled, and these friends were like, oh, my God. I don't know if it's an urban legend, but they came back. To find him going like, go away, go away. I don't want to know. Fuck off. <laughs> it's just like, 
These pranks can go too far is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, I don't care how well you know the bike. Like, firstly, like, when... Who's having their bikes party like the night before the wedding? That seems like a what, huge well that, fuck up. That used to, that used to be the old approach. Like they used right, to that do was that. The tradition. Yeah, you would go and just rev it up, and then it would be the next day, and you're hungover and acting <laughs> because people were misogynist then. So it'd be like, whatever, it's a pussy day anyway with flowers. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Don't fucking kiss her when they say, do you take this bride? Go. <laughs> Don't kiss her. <laughs> When they say, do you take this bride? Go like, fucking, I guess, hey, fucking, unless there's someone else out there. <laughs> do you know that? They're such dogs. Don't yeah, you reckon yeah. back in the day? And they go, oh, go on the honeymoon. Like, I remember even growing up, like, weddings were worse. Like, always the best man and all the speeches were all, always allude to the sex. Do you know how that's finally gone? It used to be like, oh, oh yeah. they're going to, oh, in for a big night tonight, aren't you, Kenny? <laughs> and I'm like, fucking. It's so crude. Oh, you're going to drive her all night long. And I'm like, fucking hell, man. We lived in yeah. a dangerous time, dude, where Rodney, Rodney Rude and Kevin Bloody Wilson were the toast of the town. <laughs> what yeah. a time to be alive, man. <laughs> yeah, the attitude shift, I think, has been, has been positive. It's definitely for the, for, for the win. <laughs> it was much worse back then. Because I think you would go to your Bucks night and be shit scared. We had... Probably the, the worst bucks, like the worst one I had was we took a guy to indoor cricket and then they blindfolded him and people bowled balls at him. Do you know what I mean? And Why? He, it's just cruel. <laughs> and uh, someone got him like, you know that Phil Hughes or the guy that died? Someone cl- clipped him in the neck and got his hand. They got his finger. He broke his finger and then he had to then skull. So he's, he's upset. Then he had to skull beer through one of someone's sock. Then they blindfolded him and took him to a pub. And I was like, dude, this is the, I'm not even the Bucks. And I'm like, this is probably the worst night of my entire life. I feel like I've stepped into <laughs> Once Were Warriors. I said, I don't know a lot of the people. Here. I said, I don't know a lot of the people here, but I'm feeling sick. And I feel like I'm involved in some crime. Like that Michael J. Fox, you know, that movie where in Vietnam where they're dragging some um, local town girl around. I was like, I, I want to go home. Like I, I don't like this. Do you know? Have how you was, had that in a box? box? I've never been. I've never been to a box. I refuse to go to people's weddings. I just try and keep my distance. You know. You're smart. I would never go to a wedding again, man. I don't, I don't like how everyone's formal there and tries to act serious. Suddenly, yeah, even yeah. your mates, even your best mates, like, oh, you got to shave and watch watch your language. And then I'm like, get get fucked. <laughs> I'm not even going to come. <laughs> But I didn't have a wedding, dude. I just, I did de facto. I just always say I was married for convenience because uh, the the impact was the same, right? I lost that's all the my Aussie assets. way, man. De facto, that is that is the Australian way. No one says my de facto back in New Zealand. It somehow has been relegated just to this island. <laughs> oh, dude, it's such a my de facto is probably worse than my mi- me misses. Oh yeah, <laughs> misso. It, it's like man, it's like wife, <laughs> wife, misso, and then way down de facto. It's like dude, you're upset that they can't move out at that point, you know. <laughs> dude, I actually think like de facto, but even misses will eventually be like a derogatory term. It's almost, it's almost like the term is sort of an ownership. Me misses, me misses to me sounds like. There's animosity and there's so much baggage that comes with that reference, in my opinion. Do you know, it doesn't sound like my best mate, my soulmate, the love of my life. It's like, yeah, I've got to bring me missus. Did you find that or not? Yeah, it's horrible. I've never said it. It makes me sick. 
Man, it would eventually be like the M word, the F word, the C word. They'll be like, I always find if someone talks like that, like, unless they're really larrikin, Aussie. They're, 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 they're going to fucking end up divorced. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I just would never talk yeah. about someone I loved in such a slangy way. Don't you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seems like uh, uh, sort of distancing yourself from any sort of emotional connection. Dude, the it's person. the same guy. It's the same guy um, that yells, like, while you're down there, while you're down there at a barbecue <laughs> yeah. with, his, with his wife. <laughs> while um, you're down no. there, Cheryl. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God. I do like dipping into that world but not not being part of it. Do you know? I just find it's like you step into an old set of Crocodile Dundee. I, I find it funny to watch. Do you know? If you feel you can get away from it. Do you know? If you actually if you, live if in not, that world. If you're not doing it ironically, it's – it's despicable. Oh, it's despicable. But to step into a backyard with those multicolored lights, a barbecue, and it's going, oh, wow, you're up there, you fucking turd. Like, if you just pop in, it feels like you've walked onto a set of some weird movie. Do you know what I like? I, I enjoy it fleetingly, but I would hate it if that was my house. Do you know what I mean? If that was my life. Yeah, of course, man. What yeah. do we uh, What do we want to get into last week that we didn't get into? I think one of the things was those. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> well, I, you told me about it, and I described it as a pump and dump scheme. Um, it yeah. was some, what, 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 who's 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 the guy? What's what's the guy we're uh, we're talking about? Oh, it's David Portier. Um, I think that's David how you Por- say Por- it. Por- is it Portnoy? From Portnoy, yeah, Portnoy. So this guy is so fun. <laughs> I love it, man. This guy's a legend, right? He um he just uh, he did sort of fun gambling, sort of social media sports betting platform, and I think he sold it recently for a hundred million bucks. He's worth a hundred million. He's fucking the king, right? And he's very funny. He's actually a funny, charming guy. But he's he's everyone's dream, right? Because he's quite good looking, he's fit, and he's got a hundred fucking million bucks talking shit. But um, what, he, what he did was he used to do live feeds and he does a lot of sort of – I think he's been kicked – he's banned from the NFL for having a – he had a he, – he's just a shit stirrer, right? But a rich one. So I love it. It's my favourite story, right? With well, a guy just, that should have – I was just reading here because it's like, you know, man, I love, I love anyone who's got a Wikipedia article and they've got one, sex, one section called arrests and another one called controversies. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, a kind of, that's, the, that's a great kind of fame. He was arrested after he and three Barstool employees handcuffed one another on the floor of the NFL headquarters. What? The protest? As a protest? And was detained in a Mercedes Benz stadium holding himself himself for a portion of the Super Bowl, uh, prohibited attending the game after he created fake passes to attend attend a press event on the day prior. Brilliant. Dude, you know what the best was? He had. after this, he snuck in. He snuck into a game in a disguise, and they found him. And then they tried to remove him. They tried to remove him, and he played dead. So they had to carry him like he was limp. <laughs> and Man, this guy's worth hundred right million. There. He's worth a hundred million bucks. Then they had a charity with the head of NFL uh, to to have uh, you could come around and watch the footy, uh, watch the game at his house. And he fucking, I think he dropped. Like it was an auction, right? So he he was already banned. He's not allowed there, and he dropped a like a million bucks or some huge sum so that he won. And then the the owner was like, "Oh fuck off! It's fucking David and fucking prick!" Like they 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 turned it down and said, "Look, there's a scheduling problem. 
we can't we can't have him we're still going to donate we're going to give his money back and we're going to donate to the charity do you know what I mean instead of he couldn't actually stand to be in the room with this guy but now yeah. what he's doing now what he's doing he does Instagram and Twitter where he just tries pizza and then ranks it and that's got a massive following. But the latest thing he's doing is stocks. <laughs> this whole thing is just he eats pizza. Oh, pizza reviews. There we go. One one bite with Davey Page <laughs> with Davey Page views, an internet show which consists of him reviewing pizza. <laughs> and he goes, everyone knows the He goes, everyone knows the rules. One bite, one bite and enough. And then he, he will go on and go like six point three. And the highest I've ever heard him say is 8.7. Like, he never does higher. And he goes, and the, the owners get pissed off. What do you mean? Like, 8.3. And he goes, that's a fucking brilliant score from, from Portier or whatever. You know what I mean? Man, this dude, this dude sounds like, hey, do you know, you know John McAfee, the guy who invented the McAfee uh, antivirus software? Yeah, 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 yeah. I love this guy. He ended up living on that island, being yeah, an man. absolute We're- predator. <laughs> yeah, where did he, what was the place he moved to? Dude. <laughs> He moved to a similar island where all the cryptocurrency billionaires went. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I he's, think he's big into crypto. Big crypto guy. He, this guy dominated. McPhee went there and basically went to an impoverished island and had enough money to control the police and the government. That's and then right. Proceeded. He, went, he went to Belize. He, he made enough money selling McAfee. He went to Belize and he just started. He became like one of those uh, like Amazonian warlord dudes, like just Dude, in the he jungle was like, where they make all the cocaine. <laughs> he basically saddled up with some of the, the nastiest uh, criminals on that island and then gave them free reign while he committed heinous acts, almost like Epstein, <laughs> rapes and murders. They think he's murdered people out there. This fucking psycho. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, but <laughs> but they reckon there's dead bodies there and he funded the whole police and he was untouchable. And the the fuckhead would lure uh, people over and then just they didn't realise do you know they just thought, Oh, I'm getting a, a research job, I'll go out there but they didn't realise he's a warlord out there, so you're never coming back. Do you know you arrive at the airport and put straight in a military vehicle with a gun in your mouth and it's like, you live here now, bitch. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's fucking so bad. And the whole time he's just like tweeting at people. He's like, the US is corrupt. They're, they're all after yeah. me. Cause, yeah, because like last year he said he was on the run from uh, the US and then was living internationally on a boat after he was yeah, indicted. Yeah. <laughs> he was indicted, his wife was indicted and four of his 2020 presidential campaign workers were indicted Dude. on tax charges and then he was arrested in the dominican (laughs) (laughs) fucking legend dude these guys are everywhere hey like there's a similar one that was like linked up a family family friend or like was my uncle's um mate from school and he um I, i i won't say his name but he was um in zimbabwe the same thing he basically he's the only guy that didn't lose his land in you know those farm where they're reclaiming it because he yeah. would uh, he was just linked up with them. He did gun running. He brought in like when, when there was embargoes and stuff, no trade. He did all the tr- gun running. He funded both sides of the the war they had there, and then proceeded to just do whatever you know whatever he wanted. He was the I think he's in the top eight tobacco traders in the world. But the reason is because he's he's saddled up in Zimbabwe and he does whatever he wants, dude. He can just drive around drunk, naked on a on a horse shooting off into the air. <laughs> he's got no boundaries. And, and it's a, he's got this safe passage there. So he's able to bend every international law because I've always wondered, 
if you you can get away with something if you get based in the right country that's in conflict with other countries. Do you know they'll yeah, protect you? Yeah, for you. sure. Yeah, the, that's the best way to set up a drug syndicate is to go to a country that's in war with the US, like they do with the poppy seeds in Afghanistan. Do you know, and then just no one you, you can't get in there because we're yeah, they're going to fucking shoot you. <laughs> do you know how did, what I mean? how did your boy war? get to this point where he was able to just roam around and do whatever he wanted, like? Dude, this guy had the best. He was he had a, a hard life, man. Like, because my uncle went to a, pr- a private sort of school, boarding school. This guy's, um, I think his dad killed himself and then mum left or something like that. So he was an orphan. He was a fucking orphan. So I think early on he became like uh, detached with uh, moral responsibility. And then he was, anyway, I think he was an he was orphan st- while he was at this like private boarding school. Yeah, yeah, he went in as an orphan, so he had no sort of contact with anyone. I can, I can send you the actual name. Um, what? What? He kept an in rugby union. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, this guy, man, this guy's crushing it. Hey, oh, it's okay. So it was just, so it was just what tobacco was his whole his whole background. Yeah, but the the thing is, obviously, he did the arms dealing during the war, which was illegal, and his tobacco business started when there was um, an embargo, like you weren't meant to trade tobacco. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was during the apartheid era, and there was a war on, so it was like, you're, it's illegal to sell tobacco, and he, he ran it down the borders and then would sell it out. And then right. after that, I think he would, yeah, he, he was good mates with Mugabe, and so he had like some of the best properties, because... Mugabe, Mugabe had, Mugabe <laughs> was his good mate, dude. Those guys were fucking psychos. They would have like big events with, I, I, I forget like the stories, like swimming pools is, do you know, like that's almost like a river. Do you know, you know what I mean? It's like a fucking, and they would feast on like endangered species and it's just the worst people have. Like an Epstein, <laughs> they're everywhere. Mc, 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 McPhee's there. Who else is a fucking scoundrel? Trump's probably, he's definitely one. They're of everywhere, course. man. Um, so anyway, I, this, I, we, we, <laughs> we got sidetracked from, uh, from David yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 David. David, man. Not so quite David, eating it, endangered animals, but, you know. David, David's out there, man. And get out of arrests. He said, one bite, everyone knows the rules, and then he does it. But then because of sports lockdown and COVID, he started trading. He's doing right. trading, but he does live feeds with his, his uh with his fans and he has no idea and he admits it. He'll be like, yeah, I'm just pull these Scrabble numbers up. What the fuck? What, you know, we'll get in this, we'll get in this. And he goes, how the fuck am I in a insurance company called, do you know, like cream, cream Sunday insurance? What the fuck is this business? He goes, I've got 250 grand in this shit. He goes, who the fuck? When I typed in the wrong code, I'm in the wrong stock guys. And then what, what's happening because all his followers, he's got a big fan base. They're yeah. all following and it's turned stocks rather than like fundamentals of research. It's just driven on a feeding frenzy. People are like, well, he's called it. Cream soda insurance is going up. And then people buying, buying. And he's creating like that cryptocurrency sort of run mode. And he's, he's, he was down initially. Early on, he was going, fuck, stocks are really hard. And I think he had lost a few million. But uh, he's killing it now, apparently. But the, the problem with this whole scheme is he's front running because he buys and then goes on these channels and gets everyone else to buy while he starts selling, which is fucking criminal. <laughs> he doesn't even know it. He's telling everyone, I'm buying into stocks and then tricking people into buying afterwards while I sell to them. I'm like, 
that's a straight crime, mate. He's just that's just that's just a pump and dump. That's all it is. Yeah, but you're not a, you're not allowed to elicit people to buy when if you've already bought, and then you're certainly yeah. not allowed to sell while you're telling people to buy. Like this well, is not I, good shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, you're definitely not allowed to do A, but if you do A, the one thing you're not allowed to do is B. <laughs> oh, mate, mate. But there's people, there's people in Sydney that do that quite a lot. Um, do you know what I mean? Like that where they will, they, they do their research reports, do you know, some of the big analysts, and then you realise they're a net seller over that time and I don't know how they get away with it. Do you know what I mean? They will, uh, they will, pu- they'll pump up a stock or then the reverse, like you find they're a net buyer on a stock and then you see the research is uh, negative. Do you know that it's going down and it's no good? And I, right. I, I, these are, these are all crimes, but ASIC obviously doesn't fucking care. It happens all the time. You know, I saw the other day, uh, I think someone posted this to Wall Street Bets, right? Because it was just talking, like, it's just headlines, like, gold's going up, gold's going up. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And all these fucking idiots... Oh no! Have been, have been like like all these teenagers have been who have gotten Robinhood accounts over in the states have been just buying yeah. stocks of Barrick Gold Corp. <laughs> oh, Barrick like, man! Just the just but just the ticker gold because they see it's going up. So like you see every time there's a headline where gold is talked about, like the corresponding <laughs> ticker. Because there was another one. There was another one that was going up, and it was like people made a lot of money out of gold. Hey, like a couple of my mates, like the the one mate that's loaded in London bought gold bars and just put them in his house pre-covid he's fucking cleaned up gold bars he's got gold bars in a briefcase just in a safe in his house like i don't understand what he what does he think is going to happen when like why does he have them in his house like what does he think is going to happen if it all goes to mad max he's not gonna be able to walk around and just fucking shave bits of it no no he 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 didn't do it he 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 was right like the gold price has gone through the roof it's at record highs but why does he have to have it in his home like why is he holding it in his briefcase because because he's a fucking psychopath and he wants to show (laughs) friends gold bars if you've got a penthouse and then you've also got gold bars lying around like this is like uh you know like uh Donald Duck. What was that? That Scrooge McDuck. You're like yeah, Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck. You yeah. want a pool, a pool with money in it, surely. If you're super loaded, and of then go, course. go on. You're gonna let this go on. Grab yourself a handful, you fucking peasant, and then run on. Do you know you get people swimming in it and go like, you can take whatever you can carry and then fuck off. Do you know you get something like that? That's how you pay your staff. They get to go into that. You know, like at the royal show, we used to go in that <laughs> room where money flew around. You get to grab it. Yeah. That's how yeah. I'd pay my staff. I'd have a pool full of money and I'd go, you go, go and get your wages. And then I watch them having to dive into the pool and they can wear like a G string or whatever they can push down the pants is their weekly, their weekly wage. <laughs> That'd be good. And then you've got your yeah. rich friends there smoking cigars and you're like, come and watch. It's, it's, uh, it's payday. Come and come over and watch. It's a feeding frenzy out there. And you've just got the, the maid and the garden boy just sort of scrambling around in the pool. Whatever. These are my different ideas. No, it's good. I think it's a really good idea because uh, it's always it's always like anytime there's some kind of shaky shakiness in the economy, gold gold goes up. Which- do, do you know what I do? You know what I want is um. Do you reckon there's no psychopath hard enough? You know how the, when you get rich, like Mike Tyson, he gets like tigers. Surely mm-hmm. the next level is to have your own like pet family where you've got like a. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
you, you know, yeah. you, you got like a guacamalian family just and you feed them and you watch them breed and have a, a family gua- and then you sort of a guacamalian yeah yeah guacamalian <laughs> and you've Guacamo- got from guacamole <laughs> from guacamole <laughs> I meant Ecuador. <laughs> it's the same I place. Gu- I, I thought Guatemalan, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A guac- guacamalian. <laughs> dude, dude, imagine that though. Like, and you could just look it in your cage, and you've got like your own big brother, and you're like, "Oh, they're bickering again. They're bickering." <laughs> oh, she, they're growing so hot, and then they go, "Let's make them have ridiculous haircuts for a week, just for a laugh." <laughs> Yeah, man, that's a and great you can idea. Bang, bang on the cage and show your friends and go, look, I've got 300 guacamalians. <laughs> I'm glad you showed genuine losses at, that, uh, at, at these critical junctures where you could have really taken off, to be honest, Wolfie, because I think you would have become a really bad man. Oh, no, I'm glad we got out of that. And b- let's, let's put a big disclaimer in there. I was saying these billionaire psychopaths are like that. I've yes. got a net worth of nothing. I will never get to live that dream. <laughs> It will remain a dream for you. <laughs> yeah, lo- uh, a lustful dream, man. Somewhere, somewhere. Oh. But, dude, yeah, so gold wasn't a bad trade, as it turned out. I went in early when Trump first got voted in, and the, the, gold, the gold stocks were the way, actually. Yeah, it's They've up, actually it's been up, decent. What is it? It's up over uh, – uh, or it's heading, heading towards 3,000 US an ounce, right? So yeah. They think? Dude, it's at record highs, man. It's That's looking good. Well, what I like about it's 2, that is it seems, it seems like crypto is sort of following the same way. Anytime there's any kind of shakiness. Oh, so yeah. beautiful. Because, man, Dude, I how are you going with your How are you going with your crypto? Because crypto is good because it's, uh, you know, like, uh, well, I mean, it's probably not a store of wealth, but uh, alternate money uh, source, you know what I mean? Like these, these mm. vehicles are decent in these sort of flux times, you know, especially well, with I, the banks I, under threat. Well, I, be- I believe I believe heavily in the blockchain. Like, I think the blockchain, that core technology, is like it's amazing. Like, it is the future. There's nothing that's going to replace that. A hundred percent, dude. But the problem is, like, uh, it's similar to all the ideas. The barrier to entry, like, which one will be the one that captures it? Which will become the Zoom? I know you've got Bitcoin and whatnot, but the underlying technology is uh, indisputable. Like, it's it's brilliant. Hey, Bitcoin. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. I mean, not Bitcoin. I, the the blocked. The blockchain, sorry, yeah, the, fucking yeah, the blockchain. The blockchain yeah. is 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 valid, right? As a, as an idea, it's solid. It's fucking good. Well, it's amazing, and like even even uh, at this point, like uh, I was reading that Goldman Sachs, who were like, "Nah, Bitcoin's not going to catch on." Now they're in talks about launching their own cryptocurrency. <laughs> they're like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're like leaking that out, like testing it. Like, oh, maybe we should get in on this. <laughs> we should do an ICO. Dude, I felt. I felt so bad with crypto because I was dismissive of it because I just thought it was just a fad and because I didn't think as a store of wealth, I was like, well, what's behind it beside the, the blockchain, like the, the IP and that. And yeah. then I fucking resisted and I'm so pissed off because, uh, do you know, like we, we were talking like $4, do you know, when I was looking and yeah, uh, I mean, we were talking offline, like there were people that the, the greatest people were the bikies or the, the drug dealers that used it for its first purpose, which was to conceal crimes. I, yeah, I, I, uh, I got a friend who had, um, uh, who had bought Bitcoin at, um, shit, this, this must have been around uh, 12, $12 a coin. Um, Holy shit. And... Uh, 
maybe maybe he had about 12 of them. So 12, yeah. 12 Bitcoins at about 12 bucks a coin. And then, um, but the only reason he had those Bitcoins was to buy uh, acid on the internet and have it oh delivered. Oh my God. So yeah. uh, that friend had, I think what's equivalent now to about $250,000 oh. worth of acid delivered in the mail to his Holy, <laughs> dude, you know what's so funny is like, Imagine the retrospective crime because of the, the the payment value now. So, like, do you know what I mean? Of the idea of the the, the oh, crime now. Like if now. they got him now, if they were like, yeah, yeah we, like, we tracked this they, down. We finally cracked through the encryption of this order. And it looks like you've spent $250,000 on oh, LSD. On, and no, you're that's like, it. You it, was, it was five tabs, mate. It was five tabs in the post <laughs> from some cunt in Ireland. I don't know. I, and they're like, you're one of the biggest drug dealers in the world and all you did was buy like some mushrooms online a while ago. And then, you know, like, they're like, that's worth 1.8 billion, yeah, 1.8 million. Do you know that there was that story floating around, which I heard the same through a comic, which was someone had bought uh, mushrooms and then uh, had received, do you know what I mean? Had received Bitcoin and then obviously cashed it in, but then you worked, worked it out retrospectively and it was like, yeah, 200 250 grand or around yeah. that figure that was achievable from small sums man so small but that's what and that's I was, what makes the that's what gives the bitcoin value though is that that's the thing right it's like you, uh, like uh like this guy doesn't think like oh my god like if i just held on to that bitcoin it's like well the reason he got the bitcoin was to get the acid delivered through the post yeah. you know yeah like you can't 100 yeah, man Exactly, and also doing that, like, that, like the first guy that spent like I think it was like two thousand Bitcoin on a pizza, and people are always like, "Mate, that's millions of dollars." It's like, yeah, but it, it never would have been millions of dollars if he hadn't spent the bitcoins to prove that you can spend the bitcoins. A hundred percent, dude. There's a guy. There's an, uh, a, a story that a guy in the US or something had it on a memory stick, and he threw the memory stick out, and it's worth millions. And still to this day, he digs through the tip. Trying yeah, to there, find are a few, the, there are a the few car. of those, man. There was, there's an Australian guy who's like digging through a dump for $300,000 worth of Bitcoin on an old hard drive. <laughs> Dude, you know what I love about, do you know what I love about all the Bitcoin is the ultimate creator, like I think he lives in Sydney, like New South Wales, but he built up the mythology that he was like this Japanese sort of unknown and there were all these sort of weird coded names. But then I think when push came to shove, I think the originator was just some fat guy that lives out in... Um, in Randwick, or I forget the area, but, but they eventually, it was like the Banksy story, but his is worth billions and billions. And it was my reason, one of the reasons I didn't get in was he his was in a, a scroll until a certain period and then he was going to be able to sell it. And I thought, well, this fuckhead's going to tank the market when he drops his, you know, 60% of the entire Bitcoin currency yeah. and just, and bails. But I don't think he's done that. That's That's what's been... Like well, he's he's worth so much money that guy. He, this, Have you, this guy do you know the is, name? Uh, like, is it Craig Stephen Wright? Is that the one? Yep. Yeah, that's he's, it. I think. Because hey. I don't, I don't think they know they don't know who who is actually uh, Satoshi Nakamoto, who's the like the pseudonym. But they the they think it's him, right? Because he well, he had the early <laughs> he, emails he and claimed it, he's he's. The only person who's publicly claimed to be the guy, and the media is oh. very much like, "Yeah, all right, mate, whatever." You know what I mean? Like it's a bit. And like, dude, and he, he lives. He lives in a scrappy house. I think I looked it up, and he, you know, he's, he's he's not really killing it. I think it's just three bed on the outskirts of Sydney, so it like, <laughs> could just be a mental health person. I don't trust it. <laughs> I don't trust it at all. <laughs> dude, it's like 
It's like uh, Banksy. Like they always try to work out who he is, and then there's so many people that have claimed it. Claimed it. But what would really smoke Banksy out is if some dickhead got got momentum, and they were like, "Oh yeah, it is Banksy. Andrew Wolf's Banksy." And then I'm starting to, I start to paint absolute shit. And I go, yeah, it's a new style. Yeah, that's eight million. Buy it. And then Banksy's fuming, and they're going like, "Who's doing this old Banksy?" And I'm going, "It's that's some copy, ma'am." I'm Banksy. I've always been Banksy. Do you know what I mean? And like, that's how you would smoke out the rat. He would eventually come out because I had the same with Tism. Do you remember Tism, that, that old band that finally came out? Uh, Do you know Tism? I think I've heard the name. I don't know him though. Oh, they're one of, dude, you've got to listen to their music straight after. He's got some of the best tracks of all time. They, they, the only track that hit mainstream success was I'm on the drug. I'm on the drug. I'm on the drug. The Killed River Phoenix. Do you know that yeah, you would yeah, know that I track? Have, I have been do, told do, do, to do, listen do. to Tism. Oh, mate. But anyway, they sort of came out, but then it was more disappointing because you had so many ideas of who they would be. You know, this is serious, mum. It stood for, and it, supposedly it was meant to be, you know, like the, the idea of a pedophile where they're high powerful people. The mm. idea was that it was like very high up people that couldn't risk it because of their profile. Do you know what I mean? Like it was like Epstein type. Do you know what I mean? Like big judges and top fuck. But then it just turned out to just be some average Joes in the suburb. And I'm like, <laughs> I think I actually preferred the mythology back when I thought this is Paul Keating. Paul Keating's fucking musical. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> He's just yeah, man, you, know, you, you never want to see behind the curtain, you know? Like, even if you do, you don't actually want to see behind the curtain. You, the curtain's always disappointing, man. You pull it back and there's a small little fat sweating guy that's going, I'm way out of my depth. I don't know what happens. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's always a loser. <laughs> but, yeah, so, man. So, yeah. So, uh, I had I had Bitcoin and yeah. then... Like I probably sold sold it a couple a couple times, and then um, man, when it was when it was gaining like what 2018, like uh, yeah, the start of twenty eighteen and twenty seventeen, like I got it on that big bull rush and like doubled my money. Um, Holy shit, man, that's good. Investing investing in Ethereum, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I like I like Ethereum a lot. I think it's I think yeah, Ethereum, Ethereum was a good one, man. That was it's the one like, I sort of I lent towards when I when I tried to look later on because I was trying to jump on and thought, well, what's a, a, a later starter that's probably better? I liked Ethereum. Yeah, and it's um, it's very usable. It's not like a – it's not supposed to be a value hold. It's like a platform for app development and it's, it's, it's great. Do you, know what, really you know what was good? Do you know what the good during that peak period were the exchanges – were like, because my mate was trying to cash out because he thought, oh, it's going to tank. But because there was a bit of a run, they, they were they were being so reluctant to let you get your money back out. Like there were so many oh, yeah. data checks. He eventually almost gave up. They go like, sorry, your uh, signature doesn't match your passport. I'm like, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Or it's just everyone trying to get the fuck out, you absolute freaks. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? Man, yeah, that, that, that rush time was crazy. Because like all these people are like, yeah, thinking about getting into Bitcoin. And you're like, man, you, like my uncle also said he's thinking about getting into Bitcoin. This is the worst time to be getting into Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, dude. Like, my uncle doesn't know anything. Like, <laughs> like he works in an dude, office. You know I don't know what he does. Like, he's an idiot. I love it, <laughs> I love it man, because I saw, um, I saw, I don't know if it was real or whatever, but um, right near the end, they were, you know, that Bitcoin logo, logo, and there was a granny holding up and going, I've got three Bitcoins. <laughs> <laughs> It was a paper mache, like a thing that looked like a Bitcoin. People were actually selling like 
things that look like coins to pensioners. <laughs> <laughs> so they'd, they'd come to a barbecue and go like, oh, I've given up all my super, but I've got nine Bitcoins. I've heard they're worth whatever. And they're like, that's a fucking chocolate coin, Nan. You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot! So, so like, so I got I got it on that, and then I I doubled, and I was like, this is fucking good, good times, great. Like we're finally here, cryptocurrency's taking over. And then after it doubled, I think uh, maybe a day later, it dropped down (laughs) so far. Like where did it go to? It went to like, oh man, like like a couple of hundred dollars. You know what I mean? Like it was just so low. It's like, oh, this isn't even worth selling at this point. I'm going to wait for it to oh, come dude, back. Oh, dude, so I've, I've been, got I've been, holding, I've been holding Ethereum for ages and just gotten like started getting back into it. I got to remember who there was someone that was rubbing it in my 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 nose because they got in. I forget who the fuck it was, man. I've got to try tweak it, but I just remember getting regular updates from some asshole that kept showing screenshots of their phone. Do you know because they knew I hadn't got in? And it was just yep. getting bigger and bigger. And the, do you know what I mean? It was sort of like they had started with absolutely fuck all. And they're like, I told you, mate, you got to get in. And I'm like, what the fuck? He's got 45 grand. This fucking, do you know, from $12. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I remember being very angry about it for a very long period because the, this fuckhead would not stop updating, do you know, the price as it kept yep. during that boom. But, oh, uh, mate, I don't know. I'm not a big, I'm not massively, I like the blockchain thing but i feel like it's just about picking the right one ethereum seems like a good move i, I think say. bitcoin's gonna, i think bitcoin's gonna be out in front for a very long time but um I, th- I think ethereum has the most uh uh like usability for because like oh man there are so like there are so many weird ones out there there's one that's called like tether and its whole thing is that it may remain uh maintains parity with the US dollar except yeah. uh, with the whole thing being like oh well, we have a dollar to back every coin except that's yeah, yeah. like that people have been like do you because it keeps sometimes it drops and they're like well where's yep. the money and they're like oh we'll, we'll go get it oh it's back up it's fine don't don't look <laughs> you're like all right dude <laughs> it, it, it's um <laughs> it's so scary the the big thing that put me off was not having enough knowledge about whether my wallet was safe like you know how you had to have the key the best bet was to have yep. it offline so you could take and then i just thought fuck dude i I get these bloody, you know, malware all the time. Like some fuckhead would take this immediately from me. Do you know, I'm getting emails of, you know, threatening emails that we've, we've seen your dick or, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not equipped for, you know, like I'm, I'm basically up for a scam. And I was like, I do not know if my wallet was safe. Do you know what I mean? And then also I thought if I had a storage device, I always felt that fear that, you know, you've got 40 grand on a memory stick. I'm like, I fucking hate the thought of that. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, they go you go missing on your so keys easily. And you just leave your keys at someone's house. You Dude, can't that remember classic, where they are. That classic <laughs> movie, you've got it in your pocket and then you go for a cigarette, you pull it out and then it tumbles onto the ground. And then, you know, and it's never to be found again. Like, yeah. And you're like, oh, I don't know. There's something scary about uh, crypto for me still. But we've man, we've been having it's been a it's been a good rally. Like over the last three months, it's up a hundred and ten percent against AUD. Yeah, which that's is sick. Um, that's so good, the, man. Yeah, man. And I've just been uh, ticking around with that. But man, that's dude. That's like that's <laughs> that whole hold your position for a really long time has been my way. Uh, multiple like this is not the first time it's happened. In fact, around the I think probably around the very same time when I first opened up a like a stake account. Um, man, I bought 
I bought uh, Nvidia stocks. Like, yeah, uh, not much, but I think they were probably at like I don't know, two hundred bucks. And I was like, Nvidia yeah, yeah. stocks. I'll get in on this. They went up a little bit, and I was like, here we go. Here comes the money. And then boom, down to a hundred and fifty dollars for two oh my God. fucking years until a week and a half ago they went up to four fifty, and I was finally able to get out. <laughs> oh mate, what a relief. I've had that same story with uh, like Wolf Petroleum. I stayed in that and it was like the biggest oil deposit in Mongolia and it was strung out, strung out and then it went into a trading hole and eventually was stolen. Like the Chinese just stole it. Like they delisted it. What they did is just stop answering ASIC's request. Like they asked for meeting notices just to ignore it. Then they got delisted and then they wound up the business and uh, the reserve's still there, right? So it's one of the big plays. But the other one I've got is Sundance, which was did you did you hear the story of Sundance? No. Which was um, it's an iron ore deposit in Africa. It's equivalent, maybe not as big, but it's like Fortescue Metals, like a big play. And what happened is it was up and running. The directors all lived in Peppy Grove over in Perth. And uh, they, would, they were doing a lot of bribery and shit there. But what, ha- what had happened, so there was bribery allegations and they were in a lot of trouble. They went out then flew in Congo or w- one of those and um, the plane crashed and took out the whole board of directors. They were wiped Damn. out. Damn. Oh, man. The whole board of directors in a light craft. And then um, since then, then obviously there was a big period because they were no longer around. All this bribery came out. The fact that they had paid half the government, like there was so many bad. So then the company had smell on it. But then recently they, they were about to come back to life and I dumped in at 0.004. I got in because the note holders freed up, like they were willing to give over their debt, which meant it might relist. And I've been waiting two years, dude. It's been point in uh, zero zero four. Yeah, because that thing They've that thing hit point five seven five. <laughs> I know, no, no, but I'm saying to you like that's previously. But what I'm saying to you like the the, the stock I bought now and it's in a trading. It's been in a trading oh, hole for two years. Now? No, I bought before at point zero zero four. What I've year? done. What, I've done what, the, what year? What year did you do? What what year did you buy? I this? bought. I bought two years ago, and I've been. It's oh, been okay. in a trading halt. Trading halt since, but it's just showing life. And if it comes back out, I will have cleaned up because I have some residual money in there. And it's the same thing. Like you're talking with your head in your sand. I'm just sit, sit, and I'm just waiting. Like I ring the directors all the time, and they're like, "Yeah, it's going well. This is going to be massive, mate." But I'm just waiting for the day where they basically Wait, go. You're ringing, lights you're out. ringing the director. <laughs> Yeah, I ring the directors all the time. <laughs> Why do you like that's, that's man? If you can ring the director of like, I, I feel like that's not a good stock. If you could just get him on the phone, he's like, mate, dude, we are so close. I'm like, dude, you want to go? You want to go halves in for a pizza? I'm getting Uber <laughs> Eats, <laughs> mate. Do you know one of the things I worked out early, which is I, I don't think a lot of people do, is I always ring the MDs of most companies. And if you get them on the line, they obviously can't say anything, but you can tell by their tones and body language what's going on. Do you know what I mean? Because you joke around with them, you have a chat, you become friends, but like intuitively you can pick up off their tones, whether they're really? lying or not. Well, you know what I mean? You talk If you talk to someone and you hear them on the phone and you say, so what the fuck's going on? Is the deal coming? You can tell by the way, the time they take to respond, if they're shaky in their voice or if they sound confident. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
You know it. You can tell if someone's happy or sad. If you can get the guy on the line, it's not illegal, but you get a mood ring on the guy. Do you know what I mean? And then you get a sense of insight of going like, nah, this is going well, man. He how sounds often, how fucking excited. How this worked for you? Like, what, what does this work Dude, on? Um, I would say the only ones I can't talk to are like top 200. Anything below, I've always spoken to the director. Nice. I've always had direct contact with them. Like, I, I know them. I'll end up knowing them, like, I, I, I ring so many people. I don't know. I, I've realized not, not many people would do it. I've got such a hide on me, man. I just ring up and go, I want to chat to you. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm yeah. a shareholder. And I'm like, and then I just start picking their brain and I just, I pester them. I ring them all the time, man. But then I have been fucked by it because they're salesmen. And that's what mm-hmm. happened with that one that fucked me because he, he lied to me a lot. He told me that there wasn't going to be a cap raising and there was. He said, no, we don't need capital for six months. A, a, a day later, it went into a trading hold. I said, look, dude, I'm thinking about getting out. And he goes, no, they, we're not going to have a capping raise. We're good for money. And then he also lied and said, you know, in that early drill, the third drill was looking really good, but then it flooded. I'm not meant to say this, but he goes, that next result's looking good, mate. And he's fucking, he's fucking breaking the law. That's you, man. <laughs> That's not not saying anything. That's the opposite of what you want. That's not body language. That's the guy just being like, keep it in. This is good. Like, yeah. He's- <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what I realized is the perils of the game is, it's like what I said last week, these people will sell until they're put in a coffin. So oh, a lot yeah. of them are deluded psychopaths. They actually do believe what they're telling you. They're like, mate, we're going to be so rich. And I'm like, it's a fucking block of toilets out near Kalgoorlie, mate. There's no, there's no gold. You're a liar. You're the dumbest guy ever. You've bought land out the back of a pub. There's no gold. Um, man, did you want to, uh, did you want to speak to, uh, oh, what we were talking about last week, those property deals in, in London. Was that, was that the next, because what, we, we talked about, um, uh, which I will. Yeah. Make note of this yeah, time. man. Oh, let me do. Should we do the? Because, man, how long do you want to make these ones? Because that's the only thing I'm wondering. Because I, we could do another one. Because I feel like should we do the stocks of the week and then come back in? Because I feel like we've got a shitload of good stuff in here. But yeah, I would like. Would you like more like personal stuff? Because I, I do want to do the. I think the the London property deals are sick. But then mm. also it would be good to do all the workplace shit. There's so much yeah, yeah, work yeah. stuff. I think we should definitely you know get into I mean? that because I, I, we can, man, we can also, what we can do is we can do a picks of the week and then we can split, um, uh, we'll just split some of this up and I'll, I'll put it into sections and we can make multiple podcasts out of it. Like even if I use one of these stories for later, so we've got like a more yeah. personal angle. Over no, yeah, I was one. just wondering because I, I, I thought like, uh, like I just wondering how much time we should put in each one. Do you know what I mean? To maximize the energy flow do you know what, what i mean as, as long as as hard. long as we can get as long as we can get another like a picks of the week every time and we can talk about what you said last week and what you're going to do next week then that's yeah. all i need we can build an hour out of each one yeah, and make yeah, it yeah. an hour each time yeah yeah because i was just trying to get my energy right because i it was only because i'd done dum dum as well and i've got so many good stories of like working at barclays bank and uh, like I, I worked at Barclays Bank for a while, and I'll, I've got a great story about there. Where yeah. you, you know, I just I, I agreed. I agreed. We, it was two hours out of uh, town, so I agreed that I started at ten and then had to leave at two, so I could get back. Do you know what I mean? So like I would, I would basically I spent most of that job on a train. Like I would get the train there, 
come in for about 30, uh, the 45 minute meeting, then do like 10 minutes of work, then have lunch. And then I'd start packing up and winding up and then we'd get the train home. Like and this was, what were you doing at this, this bank? Barclays, I was doing the Sarbanes-Oxley work and it was, they had a business centre that was two hours out of uh, London and I said, I'll take the job, but I said, I'm not travelling on my own time. I'll travel during working hours. So, so <laughs> I, would end up, I would end up, I would do like maybe, uh, and I'd do an hour lunch, which I demanded. So I'd do <laughs> maximum two hours work a day at Barclays. And I, I, they would always look out at me because I'd arrive late compared to everyone else. Everyone else had moved that way. And then I, they would see me walking around the lake, what appeared about 15 minutes after I had arrived, having my lunch, because there's a lake out the front. And they're like, this cunt does nothing. And then I'd be like, anyway, guys, it's been a great day. I've got to get the, got to get the train so I can get back for closer business. Wait, so what were you doing? Wait, what were you doing at this place? I was doing Sarbanes-Oxley, which was uh, putting in controls into the into their, their processes. This was like a service centre for Barclays. Right, okay. <coughs> it's past. I've got to, I, I want to see um, Milf, Milton Keynes. It's further down that way. But it was so funny, man, because we had a team of people that were like this. The, the guy, that the boss of me, he lived in France and he would come down to do the work. I would come up from London and he, his journey was even longer because he would, he would then get, like he would fly back each week, uh, week at, like week to France. But yeah. this guy was such, it was such a, he had one of the funniest stories I ever had where um, we were, he's a posh English, uh, like English guy that lived in a, a manor and we were sitting on the train coming back and we drove past Milton Keynes or one of these shit areas and he was teeing off on the area going like, oh my God, imagine living there. It's disgusting, despicable. And someone on the train overheard him that lived there and were like, you fucking <laughs> And almost got in a fist fight with him, but he was so humiliated. We're all in suits laughing and it was classic wanker banker sort of thing. Oh, <laughs> you can smell it almost. You can smell it in the air, the desperation. And I'm howling. And then some fucking working class hero came in and almost fucking was grabbing him by the suit going like, you're a disgusting fucking human being. But I love this story, man, because it was just the height of privilege and decadence and just so disconnected that he didn't know that if you're driving on a train, you know what I mean? Like past an area, there's a good fucking chance someone on the train lives there. (laughs) That's partly why I was laughing. I was like, are you that dumb? Like, we're going to stop near here. Like, someone on this train will hear you. You're so stupid. And then he was almost shocked. He was red-faced, like, with those sort of portly red nose, you know, from alcoholism, like they've all got. Yeah. But, well, that that would be a good story. But, I mean, I've, I've virtually told her. That, that's, that more in that's, there. that's perfect. But how long did you work at for doing this fucking five con- on the train? <laughs> All the contracts were three months, dude. I worked at Sony, Barclays. I worked at uh, Hitachi. Oh, you only worked at Sony for three months? I worked at Sony for three months. I worked at PwC for, that was a contract. That was a longer contract. That, I started at PwC. Then I think I had a contract at Sony, then Hitachi. No, no. Actually, I started at PwC. Then I had the Barclays job. It's all on my yeah. LinkedIn. Barclays. Oh, yeah, I have seen that, yeah. Barclays, then Sony, then Hitachi. And then Gulliver's Travel, which was um, Q 
Keone now. It's called Keone. Yeah. K U O N I. Travel. Have much, you heard that like, brand? You say it again. Hello? Yeah, say it again. You, you've heard of Keone, Keone, Keone or whatever. I don't think so. Um, well, this was, this, I don't know the name that well because I, it used to be called GTA, which was Gulliver's Travels, which was the back end office um, for booking systems. So like Flight Center, do you know if you book a hotel that uses this B2B back? Right. Uh, it's, it's a hotel inventory system mm-hmm. that's pretty big. They turn over a few billion, man. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know who the you know the king of the, you know the king of GTA was uh, John Gusick, Gusnick or Gusick, who's now uh, does Webjet. That guy oh, is a he fucking. Does Webjet. Yeah, he's got a big move. mole on his face, but fuck, he's one of the the great charmers, dude. Like when he was in an office, they'd bring him in just to rev people up because he's such a good salesman. He just talked to anyone. I don't think he I don't think he knows what he's doing, but fuck, <laughs> he can sell. <laughs> so in this you feel, three months you feel lifted being around a man you're like fuck i want to i want to get successful do you, do this, you know what i mean though in this three months of like so how, how much of what they hired you to do did you actually get done mate the thing was you could do this job like this putting controls in is a, a remedial like the first thing you do in the first year at any accounting firm. So mm-hmm. it's dumb, dumbo work. And the thing is that PwC, like the timelines you get are ridiculous. Do you know, you go in there and the job I had before, you'd get two weeks, they'd go, you got two hours, get it fucking done. Just manage the priorities. Do you know what I mean? Like you do an audit rather than working through the schedule, you just do high level, you know, you've got a uh, time management. So when I got in these things, that it was like, they would say, oh, you got three months. And I'm like, well, I used to have to do this in a week. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, this is, I'm like, I would, to what? Fucking document your controls. I'm like, that's fucking three days work, you fuckheads. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm like, that's so easy. So I would go in there, man. And the thing was, um, we had, the, the best job I had, the best one was man, because me and another guy were sharp and we, the World Cup soccer was on. So we agreed to like work alternating days. So like we were meant to be a team that went and did it. So he would go and document for a day and I would go to the pub and watch the soccer with other randoms. And then the next day it was my turn and we rotate because the, t- the times of the game. So we didn't even work every day. Like I worked every second day. So when you're putting in controls, what are you doing? What, well, dude, what, what we effectively do is you document the process. Do you know what I mean? So say like in payroll, you document that Jenny gets the, you know, get, gets the timesheets and then she fucking matches that to the employee numbers and then she checks the, that they've, that, you know, matches it just super and then, you know, then she runs this through and then, okay, then she uploads and that's authorised. Then another idiot has to come in to check that and then a se- you've got to separate that to the bank do you know what I mean? So there's, there's obvious shit, right? You, you map out what they do and then you go like, Jenny fucking gets the time slips. She also uploads the data and she has access to the bank. You've got a problem. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, like you're, you're, like you're finding the weak link. <laughs> Dude, and then they're like, you're a genius. I'm like, she's got the bank account. Are you fucking dumb? <laughs> you need to segregate that. I'm like... He's not reviewing, he's not signing properly, he's not checking the numbers, you can tell. <laughs> or you would send report. One of the tricks we did, which was the best move, is um, 
reports would go out and then when I went in, I'd say, stop sending them and see who, who complains. And you could work out immediately who reviewed uh, group email reports. Because, right. you know, you get like a report, like payroll info, and you want to see if the, the boss reviews it and checks it. Well, the best move is like you just stop that email coming mm-hmm. and he should by rights on Thursday go, where the fuck's my payroll data? But three weeks, three months later, you haven't heard a word. You realise he was never looking at it. Do you know what I mean? And then, you, you know, little things like that you can do. So are you, are you like your job's just to basically like – test the system at some point as well <laughs> my my thing man was to like go in like payroll whatever understand their process and then improve it right and streamline it not just payroll cash options everything i had to go in and you know what i mean like um uh the the financial reporting do you know month end financial reporting how they get their cash flow how they do all this and um, the checks and measures and, and what's done, top end reviews. And then I'd go, look, you need a high level management review. You should do some data analysis on this shit. Do you know? So it was, it's pretty, to be honest, it's, you have to, you, you definitely can't be a dummy to do it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to, I'm good. The thing is, I'm not good at detail. Like if you ask me to do a cash flow, I'm shit. But at uni and stuff, I'm good at high level concepts. Do you know what I mean? I can just, uh, I can do 40,000 feet reviews and shit and like go like, that's wrong. accounting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm better at, I'm better at the idea of accounting. I, I'm like, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good at the concept. But if you make me do meticulous work, my brain doesn't work like that. If you make me actually do ticking boxes and, and you know, actually adding the shit up, it won't work. But I can explain to you why Jenny shouldn't have the fucking key to the bank. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Um. So let's uh let's get into picks of the week. Mesoblast. Also, I'm gonna have some picks of the week. I'm gonna have one at the end of this too. To uh, mate, you know what? You, you know what? That it's gonna be so uh so disheartening for everyone for my tips of the week. It stays where I'm at, right? Because we were in Mesoblast. It was I think it was uh, well, three sixty. Let's, let's go back because last week you were. Big upping Mesoblast and fuck me if that has not uh, come off in a big way. Because I think last time we talked about it, Tuesday uh, last week, am I right? 14th yeah. of July. Man, that that was the dip as well. That was $3.22 and we are up, 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 baby. It's four forty as of I know, Friday. babe. I know and it hit four fifty during the day and um, I'm up 70 grand. So I'm still going from uh, two fifty. To um three twenty thousand now three twenty on Wolfie's position Which, after one. That's Wait, that's that's, great. that's a decent trade. So I'm like, fuck. You can get your little rats and mice tips, but that's pretty good going, I reckon, for seven days. You can't that's be very complaining. Good. That's very good, man. Yeah, man, and I think we're at the beginning of the big inflection point. So I'm hoping that it will just get better and better, yeah. and eventually I'll just be like. I'll be naked when I ring in, just arrogantly with a cigar, yelling at you, look at my dick. I'm rich now. You look at my dick while I talk to you. I'll make you look at my dick when I'm talking. What are the odds that um that we have uh that we have some obstacles to overcome with me? What are what are the obstacles no, for Mesoblast? No, MSB? no obstacles. No obstacles. <laughs> that doesn't sound that doesn't sound legitimate. No, we've got such a good week ahead because 13th of August, they have their meeting with the FDA. And now this will be the interesting moment because 
This will give you a precursor of the likely timing of this product approval. It could be imminent straight after, or they could even in that meeting give direction that it looks good, or it could also lead to a a quick sell-off. So for me, on the 13th, they might be one of two actions. It will either start really running, and it should run towards that, in you know whenever the 13th is so is that wednesday i fucking i don't know think so thursday Um, thursday so coming into that it should run i hope but then obviously buy on new uh buy buy on rumor sell on news so there might be some sell-off on the thought that people will be hoping that the product gets approved immediately but it's probably more likely that it's four weeks after that so you might get a pullback um, so what I'll probably be looking to do with my trade is monitoring it closely and then lightening my position as soon as it shows weakness and then try re-enter below four if I can do it. That'll yeah. be the, the dream trade. So that's yeah. my strategy on that one. Um, failing that though, it's in it's at its record high now, so it's broken into blue sky. So I mean, five or six bucks could be achievable next week, to be fair. Damn. That's very good. And that's a, that's, that's a pretty hot tip, dude. That is a very hot tip for Mesoblast. I mean, again, when was the first, when did you first get in with Mesoblast? What year was that? Ah, uh, mate. Well, look, it's not. It's not all been roses, right? It's all good relationships. <laughs> with all good relationships, there's rocky periods. And now you say. You know, you we, say also, you say that like Blue Sky. I mean, it has it has peaked at nine dollars fifty seven. Ah, uh, in yeah, twenty. That's, that's a long actually, time ago. That's twenty eleven. That if you consider cap raisings and what they've done since to that. We're pretty much at that price. So if you factor uh, in how okay. many cap raisings they've done, so we're actually at the equivalent to nine or ten dollars right now. So uh, what I'm I'm meaning, I'm like we're about to go off road, and that's when you sometimes see fucking insanity. Like this fucking thing could go to thirty bucks. To be honest, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the right news flow, thirty dollars is achievable. With the wrong news flow. Not good. And this is only <laughs> <laughs> this is only general advice, right? I'm one thing I'm saying is with my hot tips, it's general advice. Like you, you, you know what I mean. Like you have to factor in your own financial requirements and where, you know yeah. your risk in profile and shit. I can't. I'm not giving you advice to buy a stock, right? Because that's illegal. Mm-hmm. I'm giving general advice that Miso is coming to an inflection point on a research. Uh, development program that's been about 10 to 14 years long and if things work out well it could be a fucking big deal yeah also (laughs) in order to get to the point of the podcast where people have even heard you mention the word mesoblast they have to listen to the through you going from 2.4 mil to (laughs) (laughs) $35,000. So it's definitely not specific. It's not a, it's not a stock tip. It's a, it's a, I I love that. The 35 is not even correct because I don't even want to mention my tax bill, which I have to pay off. So it's actually minus. (laughs) Yeah. A negative position. I Um, kept money rather than pay the tax office back. So what tip do you have, dude? Because I will back Miso again for another week and next week I'll bring – I'll keep Miso as a running idea, Mm -hmm. but next week I'll bring you one for a a seven-day play just for a laugh, you know, to see if I can pick pick one and do it within, you know, within the week, get a double. 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, mine, yeah. uh, mine. I'm going. I'm going big tech with uh, with my limited knowledge compared to Wolfie's um, more more nuanced knowledge. Um, but what what I have what I have found and what I've looked at, and this is, uh, uh, I'm I'm looking at both the I've been looking at both the cryptos and uh, the US market while Wolfie's focusing on the on the old ASX. Um, yeah. But man, uh, AMD right? AMD has been just absolutely climbing for what probably yeah. since since july um amd yeah. makes microprocessors for uh for computers they got your cpus there and it's been it's been climbing based on uh like they've done they've done some great work very good stuff oh People dude it's, it chart it's chart looks great hey this really is good, good stock and this really is a nasdaq and yeah. uh it's it's yeah, like massive, insane gains on AMD. But then if you switch over to Intel, which is AMD's competitor and yeah. the uh, like dominant force in the market for the past, like, I don't know, 20 years, you'll see that yeah. Intel's taken absolute shit. And I th- believe that Intel has taken an absolute shit based solely on the good performance of AMD. And I think it's undervalued yeah. at the moment just yeah. because the, the news about AMD has been so good. I've dumped everything, all of my $500 in my stake account into Intel because I believe Did Intel. you really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, I, in, 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 Intel looks like, I, I, I don't know enough about NASA, but it looks like there was some fucking very bad news just uh, in July. Yeah, they had- um, Oh, no, that's that. Yeah, what happened? They had um, uh, they had some they had some problems with a I think they had some problems with a class action lawsuit, which was not good. But there was, um, <laughs> which uh, yeah, the, the class action lawsuit was was bad, and there was uh, there was something else uh, I can't remember what it was. Oh, I think um, but, Apple. Oh, but this was no, this was a while ago because a- Apple's been trying to get off of Intel for ages. Did- I, I, it's generally against my move, which is like your, your, um, do you know what I mean? Like bearish, like tr- trying to uh, backwards trade, you know what I mean? Looking for things that are oversold. I always like ones that are more, do you know, like you're looking for a recovery story. And I've always found there's peril in chasing um, the falling knife. But looking at the chart, <laughs> it looks like, it looks like your closest, you know, it's close to a historical low over the last few years. So, I mean, it, yeah. it could be a decent play. But the problem is uh, when it rains, it showers and it often, you know, there's often more news that follows because you get that fucking lawsuit and then the financiers walk away and then customers lose heart. Do you know what I mean? So you, you bank on the fact that the business will stay where it's at, but, you know, big a big client will then, you know, get it gets on the nose to them. And do you know what I mean? It can become a self-fulfilling prophecy when things start going bad for a business. But that said, it doesn't look bad, ma'am. It could, I've, I've done that plenty of times. I did it with uh, Linus Corporation, which was an example where um, Rare Earth and had fallen into the pits of despair. LYC, Linus Corp. But if you look, I got that when it was just about to go under. And um, yeah, it, 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 you know, it, it, it what, pulled what good. Was, what, what year was this that it was going under? Is well, the thing, um, you know what kills, yeah, what kills you with Linus is they, um, They've done share. They've done a share consolidation, so it's hard. Do you know what I mean? But right, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can't. I can't match because they fucking did a 10, 10 to one jack back up. But what I was saying to you, like it, it had got down to the depths of despair, like point zero zero four of a cent, and oh. then I think it re- rebounded. You know, back up to around 
maybe I don't know what it's trading at now. Maybe the equivalent to ten cents, or you know what I mean. But a good, mm. g- good turnaround story. Um, and and they were on the knife edge. Note, note holders had to keep cu- cutting them slack, and then um, eventually it came good, and rare earth pi- prices recover. But this is my what happened with happened for Intel, man. Well, I Intel's think now, everyone's Intel's you've big. probably it's got an Intel chip in you. My son's got Intel chips. We've yeah. probably all got them. Yeah, we've got. We've, <laughs> we've all, probably got the them in us. The, the, absolutely, the market leader is a two hundred and four billion market cap compared to AMD's like ninety nine billion. Right. The, yeah. I reckon the only reason it's falling like it's falling uh is because amd is doing well and at some point people are going to realize that amd is like just massively overvalued and that intel is still the fucking market leader and you're not going to take it away just because uh, amd have a good run for a quarter well mate that could be a good tip like it's better it's certainly better buying it now than a few months ago man if i've learned anything from reading zero hedge and becoming indoctrinated (laughs) into the alt-right it is buy the fucking dip on the big stocks that's it just buy the dip you always come right Dude, there is easy trading like that, hey, with uh, the top 100 and just buy the dips. Like, it is easy going, to be honest, unless mm. unless you can see that there's an iceberg coming. But if everything <laughs> still looks fine, yeah. do you know what I mean? If, if you can see, like, it's Kodak and they're about to fucking go digital, but <laughs> if, if there's nothing... If there's not a ball sack hanging out and it's just a normal business model and business as usual and they've just had a quarter that was off, it's yeah. fucking, of course, you should buy it. It's, it's a no-brainer. Well, like they'll, I, they'll drive back through it. What was I looking at recently? Because I did, um, man, I did some good dip buying on Apple and I did some good dip buying on Amazon. And I think I even did some good dip buying. Uh, oh, no, I cancelled those Tesla orders. But yeah, man, Apple and Amazon both made me uh, made me decent returns over just a couple of days. Mate, you, you haven't had to... I've had to mention my numbers. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, joking. like we're talking about we're talking about a few like a few hundred. I think I think I've grown oh, my okay. I think I've grown my stake account from like three hundred to five hundred. Um, oh well, that's to, good going, dude. It is that's good, good going. trading. Um, and crypto though, I'll give you those numbers. Uh, so I think originally I probably put in maybe about seven fifty. That got up to fifteen hundred, and then it dropped down. Fuck to, yeah. Uh, you say that, yeah. Because you know what, but- you know what, you know, you know what we should have done. We should have just because uh, percentages are the only thing that matter, man. Because it's a bit like that. I love it. Like on uh, social media, you know, you'll see like a famous person with four million followers, mm. and then one of their tweets gets twelve likes, which yeah. I'm like is an abomination. <laughs> but then you see some prick with three three hundred followers, three hundred followers, but he gets like a yield of hundred and fifty likes. So I'm like, who's doing better? Do you know what I mean? Theoretically, yeah. Yeah. Do you know, you're, well, you're actually connected with an audience that's not engaged with you. So like, do you know what I mean? It's dismal yield on your fucking, but you know what I'm saying? It's all relative. Uh, it's just your yield. That's all that matters. Not oh, yeah, the, exa- the value. exactly. But, but I mean, cause well, so we like, I think what, 750, 1500 and then drop down to like 500, like real, real bad. And it's been a, it's been a slog coming back, but we got it up to, uh, I think 1200 AUD. And that's when I jumped in with Shit. another 15, 100 AUD and we're still sitting around that sort of I think we're at Oh we're sick at, dude. We're at uh what what whatever it was like last last week when I when I topped it up and uh, we we were about 2550 and now we're at 26 uh 26. Um, oh awesome man. 
Yeah, so we're You're we're getting there, and uh, but the, <laughs> now I'm now I'm stuck looking at this fucking crypto price. And the problem with crypto, and the reason that I don't think you should get into crypto, Wolfie, is that it doesn't sleep. There's no off, man. It's just on. Oh, all mate, the time. well, you know, because you know what, you don't understand. Miso has a ADR, like it's got a. Uh, um, depository like it's got a it's traded over in the US as well so sometimes I do watch it at night as well, so it never ends oh no what's it's the trade on in the US M-E-S-O MESO oh my god it is man I could be, why don't you tell me that I could put my uh I could have been putting money in this on the on the US stock but exchange. Y- y- you know what you do it's um it's a depository uh, holding. Uh, the, the thing is, it, you, to get it to our price, you've got to divide it by five and then multiply it by the exchange rate. Right. You know, the price okay. is different there because it's a depository oh. note or something. So it's different to a straight stock. But um, you can trade it. They, they, JP Morgan lets you swap between the two uh, exchanges. Do you know what I mean? So you can, you can buy it here, sell it there like if you, if you broke with them. Oh, so they, they're interchangeable. It's interchangeable. Well, I can just do it through stake. That's good, man. I can get it on. Dude, well, make sure you buy it at the right price. You should have bought it last week. I know, but I didn't now know I could buy it on stake. <laughs> did, did, did you hear? Did you hear my big my big uh, disclaimer that I said we should run towards the thirteenth of August, but buy rumor, uh, sell news. There's a good chance that the shorts will attack it subsequent. Do you know, and, and yeah. drill it down. So I might be pushing you. You might buy at 440 and there's a very good chance it'll be 360 when we next talk. So I'm just giving you a heads up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll I'm wait. Giving till you a heads up. I'm gonna wait till the 13th and then I'll I'll uh I'll, I'll we'll we'll speak and I'll I'll make a trade based on that. Yeah, man, I'm let's stu- make that I'm trade there. This Intel but look, long long anyway. on the sh- long on the short of it, you need um you do need a position in it because you will fucking kick yourself because if it delivers on the five products. Um, you will be upset about it for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me. Cool. So. I'm going in on me. Cool, so. brother. That's a good look at uh, this. <laughs> Fuck! I, I can imagine me. You're going to walk past me, a homeless man in a sleeping bag, just going, "Mesa, Mesa, Mesa." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have put. Don't my, buy Mesa. <laughs> You're like, what's he saying? Is he asking for a cigarette? No, he's saying, "Don't buy Mesa." <laughs> I should have put my $300 in Meso Blast. <laughs> oh, you should have, dude, but don't because it's interesting to have other ideas because I've become transfixed with this fucking stock. So I really need to broaden my horizons. I'll add to my, I'll add to my stake account for Meso Blast. That's actually what I was, um, what I was, uh, what I was looking to do. So that's oh, cool, fine. man. Should we, should we wind it up now? Because we're at an hour 30. Yeah, Otherwise yeah, we'll end up getting, uh, we'll get, you know, we'll get la- lactic acid if we're doing them every week. Yeah, oh, I yeah. love doing it, though. It's fucking fun. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, we'll wind that one up. That sounds good. Um, thank you. This has been the Sure Thing podcast with uh, genuine yeah. stock tips from Andrew Wolf, who's a registered broker, and if you lose money, it's all his fault. <laughs> Everyone's a winner, baby! <laughs> you can never lose. <laughs> it's all upside. It's all upside. <laughs> Leveraging your home Margin personal loans Hedged by put contracts Holding 15 Overexposed bad positions Looming threat of liquidation Everybody wants to rule the world